Hello, welcome back to the Chattahoochee Podcast, episode 14. Welcome back, long time no see. Yep, and um, we have a, a great, great show planned for you today, and we will be talking about Patty Loveless. Ooh boy, I've been excited about this. <laughs> Man, she's she has definitely one of my favorite voices in all oh, country yeah. music. Easily. She's amazing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And uh, also... This is October 18th. Yes. If you hadn't noticed, it's spooky season. Very, very creepy out there. <laughs> Creepier than the cold dead eyes of Garth Brooks himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's something that we'll get into here in a little bit yeah. when we start talking about our favorite um, spooky things from from Nani's country. Yeah. You know? Well, um, like I said, today... Is October 18th. You want to talk about a little bit of what happened on this day in country music yes. history? Educate me on the history of country music. Well, um, this is a this is a packed one. October 18th, 1952. I thought this was very interesting, and I did not know this. Mm-hmm. So Hank Williams, you know Hank Singer, yep. he, he married Billie Jean Jones Eshlamar, which is a wild name. It's a pretty cool name. Yeah. In Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So these two got married, and they found out, okay, after after Hank Williams died, which most people don't know that Hank died super-duper young. Yeah. Like, super young. Like, you imagine, like, when you think of Hank Sr., you think, okay, he was probably, like, 65 years old at least. Yeah. Nope. No. But the, anyway, so after he died, a judge ruled that their wedding was not even legal, technically, because his wife had not divorced her then-husband. Ooh. <laughs> that divorce wasn't final until 11 days after her marriage to old Hank. Oh, wow. So how about that? <laughs> so I think she probably was not um, entitled to any of the uh, future revenue from his library and... <laughs> His works. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Okay. Um, flash forward here to 1971. George Jones and Tammy Wynette released Ooh. We Go Together. There, well, It was Jones' first album with Epic. And it was, of course, his then wife, mm-hmm. Tammy Wynette. We're just talking about marriage tonight, you know? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> We're going to give you guys love lost. We're going to give you some marriage tips. <laughs> <laughs> Write this down. Take a little note. <laughs> so uh, so this album of course would peak at number 3 on the country charts. Flash forward again 8 more years up to 1979. The more the longer I live on in the on this earth, I see more and more stuff that Johnny Cash has been a part of mm-hmm. through history. Yeah. Like so, so much. There's actually a um this thing about Johnny Cash and Richard Nixon on net, on Netflix that I want to mm-hmm. watch. Have you seen that yet? I have not. It he's man, he's he was all over. <laughs> he was all over the man in black, you know. Anyway, on October eighteenth 1979, he re- he received the United Nations Humanitarian Award. Of course. That's yeah, of course. Fitting for him. Yeah. 
The ceremony was held at the Maxwell House Hotel in Nashville. Did also where they make the coffee? I think so. I think that's it. That's it. <laughs> Not a sponsor, soon to be a sponsor, Maxwell House. <laughs> <laughs> you know how the song goes. The best part of waking up is, is Maxwell, Maxwell House in your cup. Yeah. <laughs> If you think different, that's you've been lied to. That's propaganda. It's not true. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, so we can we can go. Let me think. Up to nineteen eighty eight. Oh this boy. one is one that will be fresh on all of our minds if you listen to last episode. If you haven't yet, what are you doing? Go do that. We'll you know we'll wait on you. We'll wait. You you come back and um, pick up right here. Randy Travis was back at number one, of course, on the country chart with Always and Forever, his yeah. second album. <laughs> Man, I love Randy. Here's here's some songs off of there. Too Gone, Too Long. We talked about yes. that. I Won't Need You Anymore, Forever and Ever, Ever Amen. Amen. Yeah. And I Told You So. All of which reached number one on the Billboard Hot Country Songs charts. How about that? It's amazing. <laughs> it was back in the good old days when I told you so it was a great song to hear and it wasn't ruined yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> back when a hoe was a hoe. Yeah. Coke was a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Tim. <laughs> Tim's got some hits and misses. Yeah, yeah, that he does. I'm sure we'll get into that at some point. It's coming. In this journey that we're, we're all traveling on together. <laughs> all right. 1990, which... All throughout my childhood, Alabama was gigantic. Huge. And the generation before us, all throughout their childhood, Alabama was gigantic. Yeah. Like, they've just been, like, decades and decades of hits, you know? Like, they... they if you're going to play in Texas, it just better be Alabama, honestly, <laughs> the band. <you> know. <laughs> 1990, they released Forever as, is as Far As I'll Go, third single from their album Pass It On Down, which went number one... Course on the country of course, on like, again. The amount of money that those boys made in the eighties and nineties <laughs> is probably insane. <laughs> we always joke that, like, like during that time, my dad and his brothers they could have been like stunt, stunt doubles yeah. for Alabama. <laughs> yeah. They all play guitar and they all had the hair and they all just look like members of Alabama. I just see them like being stunt doubles now at this live stadium show for Alabama, where they come in like Shawn Michaels <laughs> back in the day from the Raptors on the zip line. <laughs> <laughs> Work a 40-hour week for a living. Here he comes out <laughs> of the rafters. <laughs> Cue the pyrotechnics. My God, it's Randy <laughs> Owen. <laughs> He's beating him like a government stop, mule. Stop the match. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. So here is one that happened just last year. In 2020. Oh, wow. New news. New news. Dolly Parton was at number one. Stop me if you've heard this before. <laughs> <laughs> Dolly Parton was at number one on the U.S. country chart with her 47th solo studio album. Amazing. A Holly Dolly Christmas. Woo! This also became her eighth album to top the chart. What an impressive career and accomplishments for years and years and years now. So Dolly, in a global pandemic, drops a Christmas album mm -hmm. before Halloween. Mm -hmm. And of course, 
guy's number one. Number one. You know, nobody else could do that. Everybody else is going to be like, like, haven't you heard of coronavirus? Like, like, why, why are you worried about Christmas already? Yeah. Like, we're just trying to make it through this week. <laughs> and, then, and then she drops it before Halloween, before Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, usually, like, part of the way through November, that's pretty normal for All Christmas All the while, albums. like, you know, encouraging young children to read, maintaining an awesome amusement park, and everything else she does for everyone in humanity. Like She's a superhero. Thank, thank you, Dolly. Thank you, Dolly. She deserved. Hey, that did you see the the her Christmas special that was on TV last year? Mm-hmm. Which I guess obviously was probably accompanied this this yeah. record. It was really good. It was very good. It was like it was just a lot of her. If you guys haven't watched it, go watch it whenever you get into your Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. But um, it like had. A lot of, you know, obviously her singing, but like she told a bunch of stories and stuff like that too. And not like the, like the creepy weird stories, like that little Andy song about the, <laughs> like the, about the little dog. And yeah. It's not like weird like that. <laughs> that was a miss, Dolly. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. But yeah, that's really good. That's really good. But now that we've talked about Christmas. How about we talk about a little bit of Halloween? Ooh, How about that? Spooky. Spooky season. <laughs> okay, do you have any song? Okay, we've already talked about some some creepy songs already. Mm-hmm. One of those being Sammy Kershaw's Chevy that's, Van. That's I, I, it was it was recently, <laughs> but I had to mention it again. Like that <laughs> man, just just say no to Sammy. Everyone, <laughs> the the more you think about that, like so, you you think like maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe it's not that weird. It is. Mm-hmm. And the more you think about it, the weirder it gets. <laughs> the, the more creepy it becomes. Just think of it in like the context of um, Doctor Seuss, like Sam in a van. No thanks, man. Just no, <laughs> no. <laughs> a a video that freaked me out when I was younger was uh, Goodbye Earl. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Beaches of Cheyenne. Yeah. That video scared me a little bit. A little creepy. Like, like, I think she's a ghost. It freaks me out. So I just got it. I don't like it. Ooh, no. Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye Earl. <laughs> <laughs> Roll him up in that tarp and then just chuck him over a hill. <laughs> Another one, um, pretty um, creepy song, is um, "Midnight in Montgomery." Yes, Alan yes, Jackson. Have that one, yeah. It's cool, but it's also the video. I always spooky. thought was real spooky. Oh yeah, black and white. <laughs> Who's That's that a standing in that smoke in the in the mist? We caught some heat for not including that song on our playlist. Yeah. But I mean, what what do you do well, though? There's only so much room. <laughs> What do you do? Yeah. I always say, like, eventually we're probably going to have to do, like, an Allen Reloaded episode. We are, because even, even recently, the other day, I, I had a song come up, and I was like, man, I feel like I need to go back and re-edit my top tracks, because I think yeah. this song would be in my top tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Allen's timeless. Truly. Man, he's got so much music, and so much good good music, you know? 
Like, have you heard www.memory? Yeah. <laughs> how many people? How many people did you hear when that song came out? Say, that's it. I'm done with him. I'm just it for me. I can't. I ain't listening to that junk no more. He's driving one of them PT cruises around. How many of those people got an iPhone in their pocket right now? How dare you talk about Alan that way? He was. He was. He was warning us of the future. Like, let us know. Ahead of the curb, as always. Yeah, I mean, even even Alan has had, you know, a handful of misses. Not many. Not www.memories, though. Not that song. No. <laughs> Not that one. I always thought the uh, the feel of Thunder Rolls was kind of creepy, too. Mm, like, along with the music video. Yeah, that, that kind of scarred me a little bit. Very, uh, like, this is violent. As, as a young age, like this, is this what anxiety feels like? Whoa, this is this is a lot. Say <laughs> <laughs> no, Power Rangers. <laughs> like if if you're like going somewhere with your mom, and it's like rainy or it's at least cloudy, and then that song comes on, you hear the thunder, mm-hmm. like you start getting your head a little oh, bit. Wow. Like, okay, it's gonna freak me out, man. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> We always we always talk about how like Garth has killed <laughs> or will, mm-hmm. but like I was thinking earlier, what if, and this would make a terrific horror movie. What if Garth is like, no, not me. Now Chris Gaines, yeah, I mean that guy is, and he like couldn't like differentiate mm-hmm. like, between the two. Like he thought, like that would make an awesome yeah. movie. That would be it really great. would. He might not agree. The talented Mr. Gaines. <laughs> yeah, Chris Gaines has killed several people. Hundreds. But, I mean, not Garth, though. You know? No. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> like, I need to say. <laughs> Getting real. Man, he's weird. I love he Garth, is, but God, he's weird. He's that one, like, especially the, his first appearance to Facebook. <laughs> I'm thinking about the kind of stuff I want to post. I want to post cool stuff. Slick stuff. Slick stuff. <laughs> Neat stuff. Mostly just raw stuff. Because that's who I am. Man. If someone is handcuffed in the floor trying to get help. Gagged and tied up. Garth. <laughs> I guess he could get away with it because he's Garth Brooks, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, he can get away with being really, really weird. Just saying, next time you see, like, a live video and he goes live on socials with Trisha Yearwood, just watch and see if you don't think she's blinking at Morse code, okay? That's all I'm saying. Help. 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 I'm blinking at Caleb from (laughs) across the room. Help. Help. (laughs) S-O-S. So, uh, a track I had, too, because... A lot of the creepy songs I think about, a lot of them we've kind of touched on already. Like, uh, I'll go back to also the Toby Keith episode. Who's that man? (laughs) Who's that man? (laughs) Great song. Terrifying also. He hides behind a tree and watches your family live their life. (laughs) And then I had one or two outside of the realm of 90s that I've always thought were just fun. Mm -hmm. One fun, creepy, and one just kind of just Downright creepy. <laughs> uh, one of those being Bobby Bear's Marie Laveau. 
Oh man, yeah, that's a good one. That's it a, is. That's a that's a good pull. It's one of those songs I love to hear come on the radio mm-hmm. and like. I imagine maybe it's, I'm hoping it's not just me. I hope everyone does this, but does everyone do the Marie Laveau screech when they listen to it in the car? <laughs> Another man done gone. That's good. Man, I haven't heard that song in a while. <laughs> what was the other one? Uh, the other one that's just downright creepy is Johnny Cash Delia's Gone. Yeah. First time I shot her, shot her in the side. Hard to watch her suffer, but with the second shot, she died. <laughs> Must have been real hard. <laughs> like, whoa, Jonathan, brother, easy. His really religious stuff kind of freaks me out, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he's using some strange terminology, and, like, he's getting real, like, Old Testament biblical like with it. Some ghost riders. That's always a wild song, I thought. <laughs> What's the the line to the one the whirlwind is in the thorn tree or something like that? Mm-hmm. Like, man, you're trying real hard with these rhymes. Yeah. All right. You're Johnny Cash, so it's loud. I've <laughs> <laughs> got chills now thinking about all these songs. <laughs> Creepy. Goodbye, Earl. <laughs> <laughs> Earl. We had some, um, okay, we've talked about this several times. We haven't talked, we haven't told many band stories in a while, mm-hmm. but if you're new, the new to the podcast, um, like we said earlier, go back and listen to one through 13. I don't know what you're doing, but, um, me and Caleb and Kelsey were in a band together for what, like five years, six mm-hmm. years, something like that. Yeah. And we had so many experiences Good and bad, <laughs> playing in a rock band together. <laughs> Do you remember the Halloween show? Which we didn't play many Halloween shows. That used to be like a kind of popular thing, mm-hmm. but like I don't know. There was one in particular we played. I guess it was for like the youth group or whatever at um, at the that church in South Point that we mm-hmm. used to go to. And, um, so, so we decided let's just put like fake blood, like all over us. Like in retrospect, we probably look like Slayer (laughs) and here we came in this, this church, but like, you know, we were a pretty heavy band. We screamed a lot and all that stuff. We looked like zombies. We had makeup like all Mm -hmm. over our faces. Our, we had it all over our clothes. Our clothes were ripped up and all this stuff. In retrospect, I can see. Where if you didn't know us, it might have made you uncomfortable. Yeah. But uh, so we played this show. We had like our lighting rig and all that stuff and like blew the breaker and all, all this crazy stuff. Typical. <laughs> yeah. Part for the course for us. <laughs> I distinctly remember this one lady like in the back like crying openly because she thought we were demonic. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have a ghost story. Oh boy. And and listen, I'll preface I'll preface this by saying you can choose to believe me or you can choose to not believe me. That's up to you as the listener. 
but I'm going to tell you what happened to us. Okay? Sammy Kershaw Sammy pulls Kershaw. up in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so we we used to practice, and this was probably 2009-ish, 2008-2009. It was before we moved to Huntington from Logan County. We used to practice in this old church, okay? We always practice. And it was, the, the church itself... Like it's it's been there for like a really long time. Yeah, I think it's been burned down at least once, maybe twice. I don't know. Like there's no houses on either side of it for like half a mile or something yeah. like that. It's already kind of a creepy setting, okay? It looks creepy when you pull up on it in the dead of night, you know. Yeah. Yeah, like you have like like one or two dusted on lights and that's that's about it. Yeah. You know. But uh, you know, we would wait until everybody was done like working and all that stuff. Like there would there was never anybody there. We would always go super late and practice. Mm-hmm. You know, like they we had a key and all that stuff. They trusted us. Like well, they had no reason not to. You yeah. Know? They didn't tell us that there were like ghoulies in the church. Yeah. They did not. <laughs> they share failed that to mention that part. When they shared the key, they did not share that information. <laughs> It'd be a whole lot cooler if they did. It'd be very cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, so I'm, I'll I will paint a picture for you, kind of like the layout of this this sanctuary where we practiced so you'll have a better idea of um how this went down so we had they they are not like a drum and guitar amp kind of church Mm -hmm. so they don't have like they didn't build their choir loft with that kind of stuff in mind obviously so we had to pull everything down like on the altar like that like the piano and the choir loft is uh like elevated probably what like eight feet or so from yeah. the floor. Yeah, I'd say. Okay, so that's where the piano's at. We're all, like, we, we set our amps and drums and all that stuff up by the altar, which is, you know, I would say your drums are probably 15 Fifth, Maybe plus. more than that, yeah. At least 15, if not 20 foot from. Yeah, yeah, you're a good ways off, and as are the rest of us, and we, like, pulled the mics down and everything. So, you know, we, we did this all the time. This was you know, standard practice for us. Yeah. Yeah, Like, like most weeks we would go and practice. And once we were done, we would put everything up where we found it and we turn everything off and we would leave. Mm -hmm. Didn't think anything of it. That was totally normal. Yep. Okay. One night we were, we were done practicing and we were packing our stuff up, rolling guitar cables. Everything was unplugged. Like, we hadn't, I don't think we had put the mics up yet, but like, we were done. Yeah. We were not making any noise, okay? As we are all standing down here on the floor or on near the altar, wherever we were, we all collectively hear a piano key, individual key. And it scared us yeah. to death. Because, you know, we finally got the courage to go up there and look. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and because we, we all kind of froze for a second. About that time, just hit the old dusty chair. <laughs> yeah. Like, you you freeze because you're kind of like in disbelief. Mm. Like, did we do? And it wasn't like something fell on it. No. The note, like, obviously we couldn't see that, but the note hit and it held down it's like it had some sustain it had sustain yeah 
as if somebody was holding the note down. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so we all kind of froze for a second. We we're like, oh my gosh, did that just happen? And so, yeah, we what were you think he's going to play? <laughs> <laughs> What's he going to play next? <laughs> so, you know, I think we did end up kind of like trying to look through like all the rooms and all that stuff to make sure there was nobody else in there. Yeah. Because like, I think they had been victim to burglary in the past yeah, as well. So that wouldn't have been out of the question. Yeah. But yeah, that particular night, we all collectively, there was, every once in a while we would have other people like at our practices come and hang out. I think it was just us four that mm-hmm. night, like me, you, Kelsey, and Clifton. Yeah. But we all heard it and it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just general in general in that space, like you know, like from there where we practice, and then where the soundboard is, it's towards the the back of the building, and it's upstairs also yeah. where you can kind of look down and oh, get a better gosh. ear, hearing everything mixed. Mm-hmm. I've never been anyone that like just generally gets freaked out or spooky vibes yeah. from being in a place. Yeah, or just something about going upstairs to that sound room. And then, like, walking out <laughs> of there so and back scary. down the steps to where, like, it just gives you some real creepy vibes. Or you could swear. There's, like, it's split to where there's, on the left and right of these double doors, there's two sets of steps that lead upstairs to that sound room. Yeah. And sometimes you'd be walking down one set, and you'd swear, be like, I'm I'm hearing more than me. Than me, I feel like. <laughs> uh, like somebody on the other set of steps? Like, no, we're all down here. Like, we're all down here. Okay. <laughs> that got us Neat. a few times. Neat. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> Clifton scared himself to death. One not doing that. Well, mm-hmm. I don't guess technically it was Clifton that yeah. scared Clifton. Yeah. <laughs> That's with that uh that instance with the with the two sets of steps. Like, oh my gosh, that place was creepy. A little bit. It was so creepy. Or you know, like it's People been settled in there forever and ever. So who knows what all was there prior, for yeah. how long, or yeah. history of the land and all that good stuff. So yeah, <laughs> ten out of ten creeps. <laughs> ten out of ten would not recommend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From then on, every time we were there, we we're like on edge, and like I'm sure, like our imagination probably got the best of us a few times, but that it was just really, like, really yeah. creepy few occasions that were just like real out of the blue, strange, hard to explain yeah. things. Like, yeah. hmm. It's true. Hmm. <laughs> so how's that for some spooky season? And like I said, you can either believe us or not believe yeah. us. But You can take a minute, change your britches, do what you need to do if that was too scary. <laughs> Turn on all the lights in your yeah. house. That's what Trace Atkins would do. <laughs> That's what he does when he's creeped out. <laughs> Man, he came out with a really good song the other day. Have you heard it? No. It's with him and Luke Bryan and Pitbull. It's great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the scariest thing yeah, you've said all night. Terrifying. Ah. <laughs> it sounds exactly like you would expect it to sound. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> kind of like um, somebody putting old meatloaf down a garbage disposal or something. <laughs> like. That's what I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of some music that is not terrible and scary, uh, yep. You want to uh, 
talk about maybe some other things we've been listening to that's outside of the realm of 90s country? Yes, Hit let's do that. Newer than 90s tracks? Newer than 90s. This has been one of my favorite segments here lately. It's yeah, so much fun. It really is. Um, I'll kick us off here. Yeah. I've got one. And, you know, just in the, we're also talking about the great Patty Loveless. Yep. An Appalachian artist. Um, here recently, I've been seeking out and listening to more Appalachian uh, music artists. Yeah. And I uh, came across a playlist that had quite a few that I've found a lot that I've liked and been jamming. Uh, one of those, a WB native by the name of John R. Miller. I don't know if you've heard yeah, of him. I've seen him. a lot of that yeah. guy. Man, he is fantastic. And the track in particular is Coming Down, mm, which you've probably heard stuff. because Tyler Childers covers it on that Red Barn Radio. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't yeah. I didn't realize that it was that was his song. Okay. Yeah. Oh, dang. But I love the song, and this is like from his album. It's just a very um, full band version that's well arranged, and it sounds mm. uh, awesome. But man, he's really one of my favorite new artists as of late, and I love this song. I love pretty much every song on that album. Yeah. Everyone should give this song and the others a spin. Okay. What do you got for some newer than nineties? I've got a few, I've got a few things here. Uh, first of all, the new Billy strings record is fantastic. I still need to sit down and give that a spin. It's good. It's just, it's just straight up. Like, I mean, it's obviously like the, like the new school bluegrass sound. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just so good. There's a song called Secrets on there that I really, really enjoy. Yeah, that's good. He's so talented. He's really good. The whole band is just yeah. they're they're on another level. <laughs> it's like they're they're kind of like um like I know I know we've talked about like Nickel Creek and Punch Brothers and stuff like that a lot. Mm-hmm. They're like hurt your feelings good. They're like, it I'll really never be is. that good. And know? just like individually and in the way they choose to also play as a band together and arrange pieces, mm-hmm. all those instruments together. Yeah. Like, um, we've heard Termal in the Tinful. Yes. Like the piece, like in the music break towards the back half. Yeah. They just shred yeah. for like a whole minute. Man, it's that is awesome. It's crazy. What else you got? Another one for me. Uh, this one's another Appalachian artist from across the mighty Ohio in Eastern Kentucky. Okay. By the name of Cole Chaney. Cole Chaney, okay. Yeah. Uh, and the track is Another Day in the Life. Man, really enjoy this dude. And this album in particular is like, um, it's not like, I guess, your traditional full band album, but it's yeah. a lot of country folk bluegrass instrumentation. Yeah. But even it just being a lot of strings, it's still extremely full sounding. Yeah. And like just in oh, your wow. face. Okay. But it's um, it's just Chaney. as epic as... A full band rock and roll sound. Yeah, they, just, they oh, play wow. their hearts out, and they're all mm. really talented musicians. Also, Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Our old buddy Derek Bowen. Hey. He just put out a record under the name Odie and I, called "A Little Something on the Side," and there is a song in there called "Sunday in Carolina." Mm-hmm. It yeah. it sounds like a classic. Skinnered tune, yeah, like the riffs yeah. on it. And I, I told him that, and, well, which he was excited, but um, yeah, it's it's kind of old school sounding, but it still has some like newer kind of instrumentation, yeah, like newer kind of country rock sound to it. Mm-hmm. It's really well produced, really well mixed. It's really good stuff, really good. 
Okay, I got one more for you. This one, I think, is my favorite one that I've been jamming a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, another local native, West Virginia native, mm. by the name of Charles Wesley Godwin. Okay. And the song is called Seneca Creek. Seneca Creek. Um, if you go and look at like his website, pretty quickly in his bio, it states that he makes cinematic country folk, and I think that's the perfect definition of what he does. I like the um, I like that yeah. that description. It says he makes cinematic country folk that's as gorgeous and rugged as and ruggedly raw as his homeland. Wow. And he really that's exactly what you get from it. Dang, I need just, I definitely gotta listen to that. He kinda paints a picture and then he puts you in that picture. Yeah. Like it's just Wow. Uh this one in particular, man, this song's alright. It's kind of about um it tells the story of this couple's relationship, kinda like beginning, middle and end. Mm. And by the time you get through this song, it feels like you've lived this lifetime yeah. of these people wow. in, in the five and a half minutes. Yeah. And it's one of those ones that's just a real beautiful and heavy song at the same time. But you're mm-hmm. instantly, as soon as it goes off, you're like, let me listen to that one more time. Mm. Like, oh, let me listen to that one more time. Dang. I'm, yeah. oh, I'm excited about that. I got to Yeah, gotta really good. That. Definitely everyone check that out. Um, My last one here. Did you hear the... Uh, Willie Nelson track that they put out the other day, Fam- oh. Family Bible. No, I did not. Turns out the Nelson, like the Willie Nelson's family, is putting out like a like a kind of like a traditional, like religious record mm-hmm. by the end of this year. Oh wow! And that one's on there, and it's not the uh, the Family Bible that's on Step that Brothers who gets the Family Bible. <laughs> it's yes. not that. It, but like, so it's you know, his super talented family singing these, these old church hymns and stuff with him. And they're man, all so real, talented, man. It's really good too. That's a really good track. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, we have one more that's a collaborative honorable yep. mention here. Yep. And it involves our topic of discussion this evening: the great Patty Loveless. Yep. And that is her uh, cover of. You'll never leave Harlan alive. Yep, that was on. Uh, see, she put out a record in two thousand one. We just missed it. Should, yep. That was should have been in the nineties. It's called Mountain Soul, and it's a bluegrass album. She yeah. actually has two bluegrass albums, like Mountain Soul, and I think there's like a Mountain Soul Part Two or something like mm-hmm. that. But um, that record has several really good songs on it. It's amazing. It really I love is. that. Ver- I think the original. You'll Never Leave Harlan Alive was like Daryl Scott, maybe. I think so, yeah. But yeah, that, her version is by far my favorite. There's been a lot of people cover that song, mm-hmm. but nobody can sing it with like the same, you know, that homegrown accent and passion Yeah, that someone like her has. Like, yeah. wow. Like, you feel like that, like even, which she will get into her history a little bit, but um, it kind of, it, I'm I'm sure it felt like native for her to be able to sing that and, oh, yeah. and mean it and feel yeah. it, you know, like coming from Eastern Kentucky with her, you know, her dad and her grandpa and everything yeah. being, and I think there's like a live version of this where she kind of talks about that a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it is, it's, it's almost like a haunting kind of sound. Mm-hmm. It is so good. It is so good. 
But that's not the only good song on there. She does, um, do you remember the old gospel song? We used to hear it all the time. Two Coats. Two, Two coats, coats were be- before me and old and anew. If you heard it, you would know it instantly. I I, yeah. Like, that's one that you used to hear people play around here a lot, yeah. you know. She does that, and it's good. Um, she does a song with Travis Tritt called I Know You're Married, But I Love You Still. <laughs> it's really oh, good. Oh, wow. And a little known fact, Travis Tritt, I don't know how we missed this, but, but Travis Tritt is actually a slamming banjo player. He's very good oh, at banjo. Wow, yeah. I mean, it's not a really a big surprise. Yeah, I mean he's but I mean because he exudes talent, you yeah. know. He's super, super talented. But um yeah, so he sings on that one with her and it's really good. I want to listen to that now. Heck yeah, dude. And um one more off of that record that I thought was really good is a call song called Cheap Whiskey that was previously a Martina McBride tune. Oh, it's very good. Hmm. It's very good. Like you can, you can go back and listen to Martina's version and it, you know, it sounds like a traditional country song and it's good. You know, it's, and she's a great vocalist, but there's yeah, just she's great. something about the twang and just like the mm-hmm. fire behind her vocally when she sings, mm-hmm. it just takes it to another level and pair that with like bluegrass instrumentation. Yeah. It is great. Very good. So that's all of our tracks for newer than nineties. I think so. Yeah, I think so. She has a another. It wasn't on that record. It was on a different one. Worth checking out a Waylon cover at "Dreaming My Dreams." Ooh, yeah, I didn't hear that. Well, what's so cool about it? Not only is it like, um, I mean, it's like traditional, like folk country, a little bit of bluegrass in it too, mm-hmm. but. Um, they do something really interesting, and we've talked at length about how much I hate key changes. And not, that's not true. And it's just yeah. not true, apparently. But they do. They drop the key, and sing. She sings the chorus in a completely different lower key, mm-hmm. almost like uh, kind of if you're looking for something to compare it to, kind of how like uh, Conway drops the lay you down mm-hmm. how it keeps us going lower like yeah. she goes down for the chorus and then they pull it back up yeah like they do like this whole Ooh. music piece where they kind of just you know show off their fantastic talents check, for, out, check out the skills yeah and then they just raise it back up to the normal key like that is so that's genius well i guess now would be a, a good time to say that this is our third segment for near the 90s yeah We've got quite a few tracks together, so uh, as you're listening to this playlist, or this podcast, as you're done, mm-hmm. head on over, and you can find the Chattahoochee Top Tracks playlist, yep. and now you can also find uh, the Newer Than 90s playlist, where we feature all these songs what? we talk about on this segment in its own playlist. What? <laughs> so go get your 90s country fix and then you know go explore some uh, newer music or newer artists maybe you haven't heard and maybe find something else that you enjoy too instead of just going to spotify and clicking on like a new country thing and wanting to throw your phone out your yeah. moving vehicle and hearing that trace adkins and pitbull song <laughs> and swerving your whole family into the river <laughs> into traffic yeah. into the river anything to make it stop yeah. don't let that happen to you don't <laughs> <laughs> man, oh man. 
This episode is getting spooky. You'll have to leave every light in the house on after you listen to that Trace Atkins and Pitbull <laughs> songs because you won't be able to sleep. He's too scared. You're afraid that you're going to open the shower curtain and he's just going to be standing there. No. With Pitbull. <laughs> With Pitbull. <laughs> it's ponytail. Oh. What happened, Trace? Man, I don't know. Somebody's still listening, apparently. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. Right. No one in this. If I was his family, I wouldn't listen. Like, I'll be honest. Like, <laughs> like he. You would think when Chrome came out. I forgot about that. I think I'd put a little block on that because there's so many <laughs> other bad ones I had to make room yeah. for. That is a bad song. Like, you would think when. And that was a what? Like, early 2000s that came out? Yeah. You would think when it, that came out. People be like, okay, I'm done with Trace Atkins. That has not been the case. You curse me. I want to have the, the lyrics to that chorus now. It just Her all came back to me. Forget pink and purple paisley. <laughs> ah! <laughs> and that stupid wah solo. Wow. Make sure all the lots in your home are out this Halloween, or otherwise Trace will show up and turn them on. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> Let's get back to talking about Patty Loveless yeah. <laughs> before we jump out the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Patty Loveless. The great Patty Loveless. Yes. Um, she, as as we will find out here in a minute, she actually has had quite a few things in common with Dwight Yoakum. She was born in Pikeville, Kentucky. Yeah. As was Dwight, you know, Elkhorn City, yeah. which is a place that I have passed a billion times at work, and I didn't, I never knew this. There should be statues, you know, appreciating yeah, these like, people. Like, where's the statue of Dwight Yoakam and Patty Loveless? Yeah. You know, <laughs> where is it? <laughs> it needs to exist. So we we know Patty by her huge country hits. Mm-hmm. Some traditional bluegrass hits, but um, we also found out that Patty had some background in like country rock, as did Dwight Yoakam. What are the odds? What are the odds? That's something. That's something that I would not have guessed. No, that's really cool because her voice is so country. It's very, so very country. Very. Yeah, that was that was uh, very surprising. So, uh, so some of these big songs that we're talking about. Timber, I'm following Falling in Love, Chains, Blame It on Your Heart, You Can Feel Bad. I mean, she, she's not one that has had like, she's not like an Alan Jackson that has had a thousand number one hits. Yeah. But, man, she has some great, great songs. And some, and some great songs that are just like, you know, that you can set her aside from other artists or like they're yeah. one of a kind songs and very unique songs. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, she was born in '57 in Pikeville, Kentucky. She was one of seven kids. Wowza! Seven kids, which it, it's weird to think about now, like people having that many kids. But back that's pretty regular at that at that time. That was pretty normal just to have a bunch of kids. Yeah. But uh, so, like we already said, her dad was a coal miner, and. She, on her dad's side, was first cousins with Loretta Lynn. Wow. And Crystal Gale. Two heavy hitters. 
<laughs> Ruin my Crystal Gale shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so obviously she she got started really young mm-hmm. singing. When she was twelve, they ended up moving to Louisville because her dad, you know, as a coal miner, he was struggling with black lung. Yeah, you know. Also, a really common theme, sadly. But um, so she, her older sister, Dottie, she was an aspiring country singer. So she, she was, you know, playing small clubs in Eastern Kentucky, and her brother Roger as well played and sang with the group. Yeah, they had a great name. Great name. Started out the Swinging Ramies. Can't go wrong there. <laughs> They would they would later change that name and make it even better to the Slingin' Swingin' Ramies. Yes. I want a t-shirt. Yeah, for real. <laughs> they ever have merch? Because I need it. <laughs> so, you know, she, so, young Patty, she tagged along to one event in particular, mm-hmm. and she watched them perform, and she was like, I want to do that. Yes. You know? As a you know a twelve year old, which you know she she got her musical start super early, so I'm sure even from like from then her voice was just fantastic. Yeah, plenty you know? of time to master her craft. Mm-hmm. Yep. So her sister, you know, she would end up getting married, and she would kind of bow out of the of the game, you know, and so. Patty started singing with her bro- brother Roger, and of course they had the awesome band name of the Slingin' Swingin' Ramies. Bound for greatness. <laughs> They're playing, you know, these clubs in Louisville, and you know, just small stuff like that. But um, and here's where it would kind of uh, kind of get a little bit serious. In 1971, her brother Roger moves to Nashville, Tennessee. And becomes a producer on the Porter Wagner show. What a cool job to have, first of <laughs> right? all. Yeah. Sign me up. Uh, I've heard that he was kind of like like a nightmare to work with, <laughs> Porter Wagner. I mean, it seems like a lot to handle just based on his extravagant outfits. Yeah. Like, if that's what he's wearing, like he, he probably requires a lot. <laughs> You know, and getting ready for the show, <laughs> things being a very certain way. Yeah, very particular, very particular. So, um, so Roger decides he's going to see what he can do to get Patty's foot in the door as well. So he goes into Porter's office and insists that he listens to Patty sing. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know Porter Wagner, his show is gigantic; it's huge. I can imagine that he's got a billion things to do in his Jackets office. Jackets to bedazzle. Like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where do we buy those? That's Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he he listens to her sing, and which at first he was like, you know, I don't have time for this. Yeah. As, you know, Porter Wagner would be, you know. <laughs> important. <laughs> or important man. So the story is that once he hears her sing Sounds of Loneliness, he thumps his hand on the desk and he's he's like, Okay, I've got to introduce you to 
Dolly Parton, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, as we know, or if you know anything about uh, Dolly Parton and Porter Wagner's history, you know, she worked on his show for years. Yeah. So, you know, at this time, Patty is still super young. Like, super, super young. So, they told her, like, okay, go home, finish school. And even, like, even on the weekends, sometimes she would travel with them and sing with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine, as, like, a preteen, teenager, being able to sing with Porter Wagner and Dolly Parton. It's like, oh, what are you doing on summer break? Oh, you know, just hitting the road with Porter and Dolly. <laughs> What? Sorry, what was it again? (laughs) (laughs) So from there, you know, Patty would get more and more opportunity as she sang in front of more and more people, you know. A lot of exposure, obviously. Definitely. Yep. So there's a group called the Wilburn Brothers that, you know, after they heard her sing, you know, which of course at this time her name was Patty Ramey, Mm -hmm. not Patty Loveless. Yeah. As we know her as now. But, you know, they asked her if she had ever sang professionally. Obviously, she had worked with Porter and Dolly, and um, they would end up asking her to sing lead vocals in their group, which is kind of funny that this lady is singing lead vocals for a group called the Wilburn Brothers. But, you know, whatever. So she does that for a while, and um, she ends up moving to North Carolina when she she falls in love with the drummer of the Wilburn Brothers. Oh, yeah. So they moved to North Carolina, and they kind of start a group, and she starts singing like like rock covers. And this is kind of where the, like the rock aspect comes in. Like she's playing clubs and mm-hmm. stuff like that in North Carolina. Which, you know, that, that reminds me of um, Dwight Yoakam when, you know, he's playing like the punk rock clubs and stuff like that as himself. Which yeah. it just works because he's so different and yeah. special that people are coming out to watch his show. Always. <laughs> so she does that for a while. It's not really taken off. And um, eventually she would um, she'd get an opportunity to... Moved back to Nashville. So her brother, you know, which, as we know, worked on Porter Wagner's show. He decided, I'm going to get her record deal. Obviously, at this point, he definitely believed in her potential because he tried tooth and nail for a long time yeah. to get her out there. Yeah, so so he goes to MCA Nashville, which, you know, was gigantic. Yeah, you know, the, like the label in Nashville <laughs> at the time. Yeah, so so he goes in. What what was it? He he pretended to be somebody else. Or? Yeah, it was kind of really like, oh, I'm I'm here for a meeting. I'm running late. Yeah, you know? I kind of imagine him going in and like an Ace Ventura. How he goes in, in the fake UPS outfit. <laughs> yeah, here we're packaged. Seem to see Mister Deville. <laughs> <laughs> so so he goes to. Uh, head of A&R, and he tells them, I have discovered the best female country singer in Nashville. Yeah. This guy should have been a salesman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he should have been. Like, I can see, like, the moxie that got him the job to work on the Border Wagner show, yeah. you know? 
you know he he's a hard worker obviously and he's very creative yeah. turns out so you know they have um a cassette like five tracks that that patty had recorded and he you know he said you know i'll listen for 30 seconds he ended up wanting to keep it yeah. to let other people listen to yeah. it you know so he ends up uh he ends up which he had told him her brother Roger he had told him he's like I've got another label if y'all don't sign her yeah this label's going to take her okay you're not keeping the demo you can make a choice here yeah. And now yeah yeah so um so they they end up they take the tape to Jimmy Bowen which was the president of MCA Nashville he heard the tape he wasn't impressed but um he told him to go ahead and sign her anyway you know yeah and this was you know to be short term, singles only. Test the waters. Test the waters. Yeah. But you know. Well, how about waters? <laughs> we see how this turned out. Water's fine. Come on in. <laughs> Come on in. The water's fine. <laughs> she um man, she had like from then on, she had in like late eighties early to mid 90s like a bunch of really really yeah. good songs fantastic songs and i feel like um as much as her surely her voice and her hard work and dedication to the calls got her there like yeah wow what a, what a brother for real though to like yeah. really go out there and be like you you've got it let's get you out there <laughs> yeah yeah and to <laughs> to pretend to be like somebody else that had a meeting just to get in there yeah that's crazy. So I, he's like, I know uh, Jeff, or uh, Jeff knows you. Yeah. He's, anyway, he told me to come here. You know, yeah. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like she's kind of the, in the same category when we talked about Vince, where she's kind of like just a great ambassador of country yeah. music and yeah. just a lot of appreciation and respect for uh, past, present, future, and trying yeah. to share and preserve right. uh, country music with people. And yeah. I think that's one of the things that just makes her so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, even apart from her like solo songs, she's been a she has been a part of so many great great tunes, yeah. you know? Like Go Rest High. I've got chills just thinking it's about good. it. Like Go it's that's that good of a song. Um gosh, she was on several Vince tunes. Sing backup for a, a lot of people and also had like um you know, Vince like back and forth, like she'd go sing back up for Vince right. and Vince would come sing back up for her. And yeah. Dang. <laughs> what a friendship. Just two fantastic country artists. Yeah. That's crazy. And then she had she had the song with the Dwight Yoakam that made my list on that episode. That was really good. Yeah. But I guess Oh boy. It's about that time. It's about time to get our top tracks in order here get our ducks in a row quack quack <laughs> not ready <laughs> i knew going in what at least my top one top two tracks would be mm -hmm, yeah but even like earlier today i was still switching it out a few here and there at the tail end doing of it. some tweaking you know removing yeah. this here and that up a little bit yeah yeah, and there's a couple that surprised me on here, actually. Same. I ended up with some... <laughs> man, but what a catalog of songs, for real. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's actually a couple on mine that I... Or at least one that I had forgotten about. 
that I was really glad that I rediscovered. I would have, I would have been heartbroken if I would have, you know, found the song after I'd already, after we'd already put the episode out. Yeah, that'd be terrible. <laughs> hurt, deep, deep hurt. <laughs> well, how about I will start us off on my honorable mentions here. Yeah, let's get the ball rolling. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, my number eight spot, my first honorable mention. Here we go. From her 1990 record, On Down the Line, That Kind of Girl. Ooh. (laughs) That's a good song. I don't care if you're a girl or not. This song will make you feel like that kind of girl. Yeah. You know? This, the same way that uh, Shania is saying, let's go, girls. We'll get anybody on the planet yeah. pumped up. This is kind of the same. pick up a truck when I hear that song. Like, yeah. There's a man in a Stetson hat. Howling like an alley cat. Yeah. Outside <laughs> my window tonight. Who do you think it is? <laughs> is probably it? Dwight Yoakam. Yeah. Probably that one. <laughs> I can yeah. see it. Uh, man, I like this song a lot. The, like musically, it's really fun. I really like the drums. Like mm-hmm. they start out like with this cool little like quick. I really, really, really like the drums on this one. It's just it's a really fun song from top to bottom. You know, I think it sums up our podcast too. You know, we're not we're not the woman in red. We're not the girl next door. But if somewhere in the middle is what you're looking for, hey, well, we're, we're that, that kind of on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, her, and just like her, like you know that down home Appalachian ad accent mm-hmm. on a lot of these songs just like takes it to a whole other level, and mm-hmm. that's one of those for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that kind of girl. <laughs> it's good. Well, for my first honorable mention, I'm going to start things out on the blue side of town. Okay. It's for me and Patty hang around. <laughs> Uh, this is the first single released in uh, 88 from the album Honky Tonk Angel, which yep. is the best album name you That's can have. That's a great album yeah. cover. It is. Everything <laughs> about really it good. is just heavy. Like It is the aesthetic that I think of when I think of 90s yeah. country. Mm-hmm. That's and it. I, I need that outfit for myself. <laughs> like I want that jacket. The design of the cover and everything. Like yeah, the, the font. Yeah. Like it's graphic. Perfect. It's really White good. White backdrop. It yeah. screams 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the first single from that Honky Tonk Angel album uh, and would end up at number four on the charts and this song because I was curious I felt like I'd seen some similarities somewhere before written by Hank DeVito who also wrote Queen of Hearts playing Ooh. with the Queen of Hearts that's a great <laughs> song yeah tell me you haven't played uh, haven't run, yeah, I haven't ran people Andreas. over <laughs> <laughs> just something about that song it's just Jugurita and running over people like it's just Gives me good feelings. Like Juice Newton, man, yeah. she had some. <laughs> and if I could probably, if a lot of you are like us and grew up in the time, I listened to a lot of these songs and then playing like <laughs> Grand Theft Auto too. Like your favorite station on those games is the classic country stations. Yeah, yeah if you're listening to K Rose, yeah, very, very often. <laughs> but man, this is a it's a toe tap river tune. It's mm-hmm. real catchy as a whole. But, man, the guitar work is really, really Very good on good. this. So much so that I was like, maybe Vince played guitar on this That's one. very possible. 
it was actually a uh, dude by the name of Albert Lee. And I was like, well, he's definitely got to be a really accomplished guitarist and musician because mm-hmm. he he shreds like Vince. That's what it oh, sounded. Yeah. It really yeah, sounded like Vince sure. playing on there. But he's played with artists like Ricky Skaggs, Eric Clapton, wow. Amy Lou Harris, even the Everly Brothers. Dang. And uh, also played on a track that I know we both love. And also going back that I'm pretty sure is on K-Rose on Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. is um, Seven Year Ache. Oh my gosh, I love that yeah. song. It's such a good song. What a song. But yeah, man. That's my What a guitarist. For real. Like he's <laughs> played with some extremely talented yeah. people and probably absorbed a lot of knowledge and shared right. a lot of knowledge. And yeah. You can hear it. Yeah. I mean, um, if you're gonna play with Ricky Skaggs, yeah. you better be prepared. You, you know? better bring everything you got. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be screaming, Ricky, won't you open that door? Like, he'll kick you out of the studio. <laughs> Ricky! <laughs> it's just your sweet daddy. Don't yeah. you love me no more? All right. <laughs> All right, Ricky. <laughs> All right, up to my number seven spot from the same record, Honky Tonk Angel, Chains. Get out. Chains. My Chains. seven also. Is it really? Yeah. Woo! We did it. Matching honorable mentions. <laughs> Shackles and chains. I, you can hear her like, like, because I, I didn't know all like the history of her like singing rock clubs and like mm-hmm. covering rock music and like that. I figured that she had been only country forever, which now we know it was not the case. But now when you go back and listen to some of these songs, like you can hear kind of like the, the rockabilly, mm-hmm. like almost like uh, Marty Stewart feeling music yeah. on some of this stuff. And this is one of those tracks, like it has like this, it's almost like a silly rhythm, but not in a bad way. I don't mm. know if that makes sense or not. It's just like a really like whimsical kind of tune, mm. but um, it's so catchy. It, it really is, is so daggone catchy. It's got a hook. Yeah. It's also got like, and I think a lot of the songs, I feel like one of the coolest jobs you can have after listening to Patty Loveless mm. uh, as a musician is to be the bass player for Patty Loveless because all these songs have some absolutely killer yes. like bass riffs in them where they just get to like jam the yes. whole way through. Yes. Very, very good. Yeah, that one was a great album for her apparently because that was the mm-hmm. fifth single from that album. Yeah. Um, that track was written by a man by the name of Hal Bynum. Uh, who was also a co-writer on a very popular Kenny Rogers tune, Lucille. Oh, you picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. Yeah. That's a good song. Pick a fine time to leave me, Lucille. <laughs> and I guess that, um, I guess it could kind of make sense just lyrically from the content of the song that it was supposed to be a much slower tempo. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine it's probably supposed to kind of... Uh, give the vibes more of probably a ballad. Right. But I think what makes it so great is the tempo yeah. with the content of this. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, yeah, amazing, amazing Patty Lovell song. Change, change. The vocal harmonies are great on the chorus of that, too. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's kind of that fine line of, like, where she has so much oomph and passion yeah. in her singing to where she's um, kind of, like, it sounds like this really melodic strained 
how all the time is, you know, yeah. the way she performs. Yeah. And it's that fine line, I think, of like, that's great and that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. And then some people do it, Carrie Underwood, and it sounds terrible. <laughs> like, it sounds like they're screaming and yelling, you know, like, here, here's somebody really good doing it and here's what you're yeah. going for and what you want. Yeah. And here's hot garbage. Yeah, like, it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> There's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, the difference, too, is that her voice is not doctored. They no. just let it mm-hmm. eat, man. They just let raw. her do what she does. Yeah. And that is, that's a great, great thing, you know. <laughs> Gosh, we we linked up. That's great. Will it happen again? Will it happen again? Let's see. Let's hit my number six, my last honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Same record. Uh-huh. Timber. Did it again. Did we really? Yeah. Ah, yes. Woo! Timber. Falling in love. It's another really, like, like as you, like, as you say, that is a toe tapper. Yeah. That is a toe truly tapper. truly is. And I'm pretty sure that's Vince Gill. Yeah, you get those backup vocals from Vince I here. I knew it. Yeah. And then, man, there's just no words for how amazing that those two sound anytime they sing together. Like, yeah. It's just like they meant, were meant to do it their whole life. Like, yeah. And he sings, like, on the, like, he sings backup on the majority of this track. But it's not like overkill. Like it just fits so well. They yeah. sound so good together. And like, once again, I think that, you know, this was pinned by. Who's that? They have one name. We've talked about it many times. Costas. Is it Costas? Yes. yes. Who is, I guess, <laughs> just an absolute wordsmith when it comes to arranging yeah. 90s country because he has uh, credits on a lot of amazing songs from the era. So <laughs> kudos to Costas. Costas. At it again. Yeah, Costa shirt. Like Costas. <laughs> no, and of and of course that was the number one song. Uh, yeah, I understand. I understand that. What a song! Wow, not even into the the top five, and we've linked up twice here. Man, here we go. We might do it again. I think we're gonna maybe just finish out the rest of it. Just, <laughs> just, just yeah, do, put we just agree clinic. with each. <laughs> Okay, my number five. Okay, I'm going to switch records here, finally. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to switch records up to her 1991 record, Up Against My Heart, Hurt Me Bad. Oh. I have been singing this song all day long today. <laughs> this this is just, uh, man, this is like a classic 90s country song for mm. me. Like, this is one, like, especially when we were young, like, this was on the radio all the time. All the time. It's so, like, it's so light. Like, the feel of the song is so light. It It's not, like, you know, I thought you said Carrie Underwood. Like, it's <laughs> not, the song isn't, it's so refreshing that they could make music during this time that ha- didn't have to do anything like over the top yes. or like have like this like huge climactic point in the song for people to enjoy it yeah. or for it to be good but it was still great so so good yeah you know thank you patty or one of a kind mm-hmm. well Let me back. number 5 for me 
the one you mentioned. Okay. I'm that kind of girl. That kind of girl. Yeah, uh, as you said, from on down the line, a, a top five track for me and a top five track for Patty when she released it. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just like you said, this is just that hook that you just can't resist. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't matter who you are, like, you're going to enjoy that song. And when it comes on, just as like when we said it, you can't help but sing it. Like, I'm belting that song with Patty when it comes on in the car. Like, yeah. Top of my lungs. Yeah. I mean, I also become a sucker for, you know, guys that carry all your books in school. I mean, you know? how could you not? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think one of my favorite parts of that uh, track, two is musically, the telly tones on this, it just sounds like he's playing as far away from the pickups <laughs> as he can for, like, maximum twang. And yeah. it's really good here. Yes. I love it. I ain't the woman in red. I ain't the girl next door. Gosh. Okay. Well, you got four. Number four. Number four. This is a song that I alluded to earlier that I had kind of forgotten about. You Can Feel Bad. Really? From uh, Trouble With The Truth, 1996. Yeah, I can confirm that because it's also my number four. Yeah! This is crazy. Yeah. This is, what is this... Four songs? Three songs? Three songs yeah. so far that we've... This is crazy. Wow. What a well-written song. It really... Yeah. It's what, a, what a well-written song. You can feel bad if it makes you feel better. Yeah. Picture me crying, reading all, reading your, all your love letters, walking around in your old sweater. Number one hit, rightfully so. Yeah. Deserves it. Uh, it's a track to where, you know, I never knew that I wanted a xylophone in a country song, <laughs> but apparently I did because I love it. Just like accented throughout that whole song. Yeah. You get that. And it's great. That song's just, I felt like, like as far as progression, it's just built so well. The highs and lows, the ride it takes you on in that. Yeah. Like that, um, the last course after the bridge, when it just drops down to like palm muted acoustic guitar, bass drum, and bass, yeah. like it's to good. build it back up. It's like, real yes. good. It's How really, could you feel really bad good. listening to this song? Like, <laughs> I mean, you can if it makes you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Patty told me I could. Patty said. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. I'm just. How we linked we up it? a lot, but I didn't expect it on no, the Patty episode. I didn't. I did not expect it. If, you, if we get it here, I'll, I'm, I'm going to do a lap, <laughs> Mr. Victory Lab. <laughs> Number three. Number three. From Only What I Feel, 1993, Blame It On Your Heart. Oh, that's a good song. It is a great, a great song. song. Yeah. I love this song musically. This song, like even like from the intro to the end of the song, mm-hmm. it is fantastic. It delivers. It does. It does. Like the um, from like the lead to like the steel, mm-hmm. the whole song yeah. just goes, man. Worth your time and good for the years. And I don't mean maybe. That's another one that, like, growing up, I heard this song all the time. Yeah, it was very popular around, yeah. like, 
probably like ages like five to eight for us or something. Like it yeah. played on on the radio all the time outside of those years, but just heavily in yeah. those few years when it was out. Blame it on your lying shit. Gold beetle. Do time and double the like you can't listen to that being a bad mood. It's I think fantastic. The, the only beef with that is like it's called blame it on your heart, and I yeah. think it should have just been the whole. <laughs> <laughs> and like radio DJs in the time should have had to introduce it. Next up, Patty Loveless with "Blame, blame it, it on, on your lying, lying cheat, cold, cold dead beating, two time." <laughs> just so they're winded by the time they get it out. Heart. <sighs> 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 <laughs> well, you got number three. Okay, we didn't link up there. I would have blown my mind if we uh, did. Yeah, uh, number three for me. This is uh, a cover that she did. Okay, okay. Originally performed by George Jones. All right. If my heart had windows. Oh my god! It is amazing. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and when she released this, this was prior to like I guess her official debut. Uh, this is like when she signed that short term. Mm-hmm. singles releases um and that was her first time being inside the top 10 was with this yeah. cover Dang. it's a, a cover that's really true to the original and i think feel like she's the only like we talk about how she sings with such passion yeah i think she's the only person that could cover this song or perform it other than george that kind of yeah. conveys that yeah. as well as he does right where you like you can actually feel the yeah. song yeah and i agree with that i want to make a bold statement with this one and say that I think that I like her version better. Yeah, I love George Jones and I love that song, but I think that I like her version better. I feel you. I feel you. I won't disagree with you on that for sure. I won't. I won't fight you on it. No, just give it another spin. See what you think. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can feel bad if it makes you. If it makes you feel bad. (laughs) Picture George Jones walking around in your old sweater. Yeah, you know. I've already done it a hundred times. <laughs> What's new? What's new? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up to my number two. Oh, boy. We're getting close here. From her 1994 record, When Fallen Angels Fly, I try to think about Elvis. Oh, wow. Memphis, Oprah in the Afternoon. First of all, the guitar on the intro had no business going this hard. But man, I'm glad he did. they go yeah. hard from the... And you hear the drummer... And that's, I mean, that's a radio hit, you know? Big time. That's so different for a 90s country radio hit yeah. to like go that hard musically. But man, it's so good. It's good. It is so good. That's we we mentioned this on the um, the American Aquarium version. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, theirs is fine, but this version, like her original, is so daggone. Yeah, good. for her to go, you know, that hard in like the mid nineties. Yeah. Wow. And you can definitely feel like the the Marty Stewart. Like rockabilly kind yeah. of influence on this one. Heavy here. Like that's a that's a rock song, you know. And it's so like I don't know the the lyrics are so clever and like well put together. Like it's just a really really fun song. Yeah, you know. Makes you want to move your feet. It is. 
If you can, if I mean, if you can toe tap that fast, you know, have at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number two for me. Okay. My two's your three. Blame oh, it on your heart. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, number one hit, of course. Yeah. As we said, a toe tapper. And I think the, what pulls you into this song ever before you hear much is just like those first seven to eight seconds where you get that kind of harmonic dueling uh, telecaster and yeah. pedal steel just yeah. playing together. Like, what a beautiful fusion of yeah. sounds, man. Yeah. Man, that's just one of those ones that you, once you hear it, like, even if you turn it, you're, you're singing that song all day. Those yeah. words are stuck in your head. Absolutely. Yeah. You know you sing, you hit the high part with her every single yeah. time at the end, too. Have to, out of respect. <laughs> hey, blame it on your line sheet. Well, here we are again. Number one spot. Are you oh, ready? Oh, boy. I think we did it. I don't know, but I think we did it. Maybe. From... When fallen angels fly, you don't even know who I am. Wow. Man, that's a good Did we one. do it? No. We didn't do it? Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so surprised. And that song. So you're telling me this song didn't make your list at all? No. What? No. What? <laughs> sorry. Okay, I'm genuinely <laughs> mad now. This is the first time ever. <laughs> you, <laughs> you can feel bad if it makes you feel better, okay? <laughs> This I think personally that this is one of the saddest songs of all time. <laughs> it is so depressing. Pulls you down. But man, you don't even like because she's it, if if you have been living under a rock or if you have been living you know after the nineties mm-hmm. and you didn't hear this all the time growing up. Let me just paint this picture for you. So you know it the first portion of the song. Is talking from this lady's point of view, how they like she's she's not communicating with her husband, like so you know she she left she leaves a ring on the pillow mm-hmm. right where it wouldn't be missed. Like the yeah. the way that the song plays out is like it tells a I love a song that tells a story yeah. perfectly, and this one does it. But like and then. And then the first chorus, you know, you don't even know who I am. And then second verse is from his point of view. And he, you know, he calls her to say he's sorry, but he couldn't remember what for. Oh. And he says, I've been doing some thinking. And, you know, from there he tells like his side. And, you know, obviously they're both, if you listen to the song, they're both in the wrong and I guess in the right at the same time, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a failure of communication. Yeah. And which we told you at the top of this episode, we're going to give y'all some marriage advice today. <laughs> 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 but the way the song plays out, like they're both telling the other one, you don't even know who I am. You left me a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, God. So what do you care if I go? Gosh. Oh, that's heavy and hurtful. It, it is. And sometimes that is the 
absolute best kind of country song. Yeah, it really is. So that, you know, all those reasons are why that song is my number one spot. It's a good number one. It's a good song. Sorry we didn't link up there at the end. I'm curious now. My number one is, I'm trying to think about Elvis. I'm not mad anymore. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is just like an iconic Patty Loveless song, yeah. first of all. Try to think and about it. The more I thought about it, I think it's a song that I could probably even consider into my, if I had to make, you know, an era appropriate mm-hmm. top 10 from the era, like, I think that that probably makes it in there. I think it deserves it, to be yeah. in the spot. It needs to be appreciated, you know. Yeah. Uh, as we said, like, as hard as they go, I feel like the day they recorded this <laughs> in studio, that everybody gave everything that they had to yeah. give to this song. Like, it's like this loud, powerful fusion of, like, these country and rock and roll licks. And, wow. The chorus is so catchy, too. It's yeah. different. It makes you want to dance. My wonders mm-hmm. where it went. Like, they hit some, like, random... You know, chord progression on that that just works. It's man, it's good. And just like the fusions and the unique sounds you get from it, like it makes me want to dance. But I don't know if I want to two step or if I want to open up the pit. <laughs> like it's <laughs> either or. But I gotta move to that song. Yeah. You turn that song on right now. This becomes a ten-hour episode of us dancing until sunup. Like that's what happens. We're gonna open up the circle pit in this living room. One, two, three, four. <laughs> I was wondering for a second if uh, her really depressing radio hit "How Can I Help You Say Goodbye" was going to be your number one. <laughs> Can't handle that. It's a little, a little too depressing for I would me. Tell you it was, I'd jump out the window. I just can't, <laughs> can't even talk about it. It's okay to hurt and it's okay to cry. <laughs> oh. <But> yeah, we, <laughs> as you've heard, we are gigantic Patty Loveless fans. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you approve, Patty. Yeah, hope hope you if you're listening. I hope you hope you've enjoyed mm. how we've uh, spoken of your hits throughout the decades. Yeah, literal decades. Hopefully, you don't feel bad. Hopefully, we made you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> We're just walking around in your old sweaters. You yeah, caught us, <laughs> caught us again. <laughs> Sorry, Patty. <laughs> Yeah, definitely one of the greatest female voices in country music of all Truly, time. Yeah. Like easily. Like her and Leon Womack are like neck and neck as far as Oh yeah. You know. Dang dude. Yeah, so if you haven't had the the pleasure of uh maybe listening to some of these Patty Loveless songs, or maybe, you know, you've not heard of Patty Loveless in general, if that's yeah. the circumstances you find yourself in, now's the time to start. You are in for a treat. Yeah. And lucky you, if you've already begun following our Chattahoochee Top Tracks playlist, by the time you hear this, they will be there waiting for you. Yeah, easy access to these songs we've talked about. Yep. It's a jumping off point from there. Listen to those tracks. Find some more you like. Maybe stick around and listen to all of our other top tracks from the other artists we've covered. We have uh, now 14 episodes worth of top tracks. There's so many good songs. Yes. They're really when I don't know what I want to hear. If I'm like out working or something, I'm like, well, I'll this is my go to. Like, I'll just shuffle this because there's always something I love on there. There's a lot of songs, 
and they're all good. AJ, Tracy Lawrence, Shenandoah, Reba, Travis, Toby Randy. Keith. Yes, man. You're going. There's going to be <laughs> something for everyone on there that anyone can enjoy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. If um, if you're one of our regular listeners who's wondered that, hey, maybe I've noticed the last two episodes, there's been a little bit more time in between that. Mm-hmm. Um, then apologies from us. We've been a little extra busy. Yeah, and that's only been because we've been trying to uh, prepare and craft some awesome holiday season content for y'all getting ready for the holiday season we want to um to catapult in catapult you guys into the holiday season yeah. with the best country christmas content yeah possible so just a heads up you know get your christmas sweaters on put on your cowboy boots oh yeah yeah <laughs> We're gonna cut a rug around the Christmas tree. <laughs> yep, yep. When we get there, you, you'll, you'll, you'll see why it's taking us a little extra time. Yeah, and it will be worth it. If you've listened to a lot of nineties country Christmas, you understand why it takes a lot of time. <laughs> There's that era, man. Everybody had a Christmas album. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. And not all of it was good, but a lot of it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we get yeah. to it. But um yeah. Yeah. You will be you'll be okay with us taking a couple extra weeks here and there because we are we want to make it worth it for you guys. Yeah, definitely. And if you are, you know, if if you are one of those people that listens to every episode and, you know, talks to us on social media, thank you. Thank you so much. We really we appreciate it. Like we were talking before we started recording, like we never would have thought, we never could have dreamed that like we would have the plays that we have, the listeners that we have, and the interaction that we have. Like it's so much, like we have so much fun doing really? this. Really, yeah. Every episode has been a blast. Whether it's been like an artist that we're like crazy about or an artist that we haven't been completely crazy about, Every single episode has been yeah, fun. Just in reminiscing about uh, what I guess at this point you could probably always consider oldies. Oldies. Yeah. Yeah. Probably us too. We yeah. are the oldies. oldies. Yeah. We are. But, you know, great tracks <laughs> from the past. And also just like in the time we're from, like if you didn't have the cassette or you didn't have the CD, yeah, there's a lot of songs you just didn't know existed. So right. like, there's this opportunity also for us and you as maybe – a second round listeners to experience new tracks that we haven't even got to really experience or hear yet. Right. So that's also what I've, I've been having a blast personally yeah. with too. Yeah. It's just so much fun taking this trip down memory lane yeah. every episode. And we know that we, we know now that we aren't the only people that have so many great memories okay. attached to these songs. It wasn't a phase mom. <laughs> it wasn't a phase. <laughs> Like, there for a long time, because me and Caleb have been listening to 90s country together for, since like, what, like 2003? Yeah, like every bit. Yeah. And we we never stopped, you know? (laughs) Like, that was there for quite a while. It wasn't super common for, like, the people that we were around at, like, you know, hardcore shows and stuff like that to also 
love Patty Loveless, yeah. for instance. <laughs> it turns you know? out, yeah. But now that you know this thing exists on the interwebs, like everything else now, like we see just how many people were affected by that era of country mm-hmm. music, and it's been it's been really fun, yeah. really cool. Go to these shows, like what do you listen to? Oh, Slayer, that's cool. You, Travis Tritt. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the song, but I know that we like we came out to a Randy Travis song at some point. I just don't remember which one it was. I can't either. Oh man, <laughs> probably always just people being like, "Who are these people?" <laughs> you see, this guy's wearing a Montgomery Gentry shirt. Like, <laughs> yep, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I had a Billy Carrington shirt there for a while. Yeah. Which I'm good. glad I don't have that one anymore. No? You sure? He had some good stuff for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger crime to country music. Is it Daryl Worley rhyming <laughs> Forgotten with Bin Laden? Or Billy Carrington <laughs> rhyming, what is what's he say? Uh, he used the word millionaire in something else that doesn't rhyme at all in that song. Millionary? Yeah, millionaire Yeah. I still think Daryl Worley. <laughs> that that's an unforgivable country music sin. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he was a millionaire. <laughs> now you're just making stuff up, dude. Yeah, you don't even try anymore. <laughs> For me, I'm doing well. <laughs> Thank God for good directions and yeah. turnip greens. Startup greens. <laughs> the story. Did we play that somewhere? Is that true? Do we play that at some point? One. Well, um, I know acoustic that. Acoustic set? Or oh, probably. I probably. Think That's been one of my staples in the past is yeah. good directions. I was playing <laughs> that at uh, this open mic at, at V Club in Huntington one time. Like, like me and our buddy Brad went and just, you know, just played whatever. And um, on the other side of the place was like these pool tables and there's like these bikers in there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember what they were called, but we used to see them all the time down there. Avengers. And they were, yeah, it was yeah. the Avengers. Yeah. They wore yellow and black and they were really intimidating. And I didn't want to talk to them cause I was kind of afraid to talk to them. You know, they're cool guys. I used to come in all the time and get hats made when I worked at, uh, Oh Liz, yeah. Know. Okay. Okay. See, I was always kind of freaked out mm-hmm. about yeah. them, you know, but I was, I decided to do good directions that night and I could not think of how the second verse started and all of a sudden like so I'm just like playing through the chord progression trying to recall the words and all of a sudden this big biker dude like this gigantic mountain (laughs) mountain man turns around and screams the first line of the verse to me I'm like yes like he might murder me after this (laughs) but that was so cool Like I feel so accepted by it cool people right now. Been in the Billy Kirkton fan club or something. <laughs> like, you know, Way up yonder. <laughs> that was one of the songs too that I I know wholeheartedly that we used to do this thing where we would you listen make long trips to go play shows or music like yeah you got a lot of time to kill on the road <laughs> maybe you mix up and rewrite some songs the words to some songs yeah. And that was that was one of them. Yeah, that was one. I won't I won't share it here, but you know, (laughs) by the time you get there, you are ready to jump off of the bridge that you crossed to get to the show. So if you ever want to hear that rewrite, find (laughs) us out in the world. Yep, yep. I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that was one of those for sure. <laughs> All right. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. We're getting loopy now, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, until next time, you guys, um, you know, hit us up on the socials. Make sure you're subscribed to our podcast on whatever your um, your favorite platform is to mm-hmm. listen to your podcast. You know, follow the playlist. Fo- follow us on social media. We have a lot of fun on Instagram and yeah. on Facebook. We've got already got some really good memes and content cooked up to share very oh, yeah. soon. Yeah, like so much so that I, I was crying laughing <laughs> two separate times today. <laughs> there's always, you know, there's, there's always this little baby child always says, "We love you, we appreciate you, and we think about you every day and night." Because y'all are awesome <laughs> for hanging out and listening with us every day and night. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we love you guys see you next time